0: Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of Wrestling with Stooges. I'm Oscar, always joined by my co-host, Tim. Tim,
1: how you doing? I'm good. This, this is this take 22? This is take 22. <laughs> take two. Let's get it right this time. Uh, episode two. Man, so uh,
0: technically two, even though we've dropped two episodes on our, on our. Uh, you can follow, you can subscribe on Apple Podcast at Wrestling with Stooges uh like we said we're gonna be dropping two episodes a week uh the first episode will always be the wrestling with stooges so I'll have some funny title with it you know last week's or this week's technically uh as, as of this recording was uh find the stooge
1: <laughs> dude i was laughing so hard <laughs> when you texted me that and was like yeah we should make that the first title
0: find the <laughs> stooge and then, um, and then, obviously, on Fridays we release the uh, Wrestling Overtime, with, where we kind of talk about the things we couldn't talk about on the Wrestling with Stooges pod on you know those episodes. So keep an eye out for those. Um, <clears throat> but this week, uh, like I said last week, uh, I forgot if it was on the main Wrestling with Stooges show or it was the Wrestling Overtime. But I did mention we were going to talk about Bray Wyatt because in the past, yeah, he passed away in the last couple of weeks. And when I first saw the report, it wasn't actually, it wasn't even, a, it was a report, but I forgot where I read it. And it wasn't from a credible news source or outlet. And so the, the whole time I was like, this isn't real. I feel like someone just made this up because at the same time, uh, you know, I'd seen reports that, you know, WWE was talking with him about his return, about ideas that they were going to try to pitch him for his return soon. That was the, you know, the the kind of air quotes is soon. And and then it wasn't until so I saw the reports that he was dead. Or he had passed away like around noon slash one o'clock. But then it wasn't confirmed until Triple H posted his uh, tweet around 4, 4.30, I think, p.m., Central, Central Standard Time. And I was, I was shocked, you know?
1: Dude, like, I think I told you this, but, like, that day, like, I hadn't been on Facebook or anything all day because I had been working, like, driving, you know, on the, on my, I was on the road. And I got home, like, 4 or 5 o'clock that day. And as soon as I got on Facebook, that's all I saw. Bray Wyatt passed. Bray Wyatt passed. And, like, like my heart, like, I just, I was just, like you, I was shocked. And, you know, I was, just like you said, We were, I was reading all these articles. Like Bray Wyatt's very close to returning. You know, he, health was apparently good, but obviously that was a lie. Yeah. And uh so it was hard because, like, we kind of, I don't know if I want to say grew up with him. We kind of grew up with him a little bit because we, from NXT to the main roster, like, we, I was captivated by him as soon as he made his debut. And... um Like, we can go a little more into detail about that, but, uh, like, the last time this happened, like, as a wrestling fan, as an active wrestler, I think, was Eddie Guerrero when he passed away, and, I don't know, like, it hit me really hard, just, like, it hit everybody hard, but, like, man, it was just, it was very devastating, and, like, I couldn't believe it.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I still can't believe it, you know, um... You know, it's been a couple weeks now since it happened, and you know, it was uh, it was strange, kind of like that whole. I think I think he passed away on a was it Wednesday or Thursday?
1: I think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was that Thursday before SmackDown. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because then, yeah, they had that tribute uh, with him, and
1: man, that was beautiful. That video package, just
0: yeah. (laughs) i <laughs> if you ever need, if you ever need like a like a band with like uh, sad but hopeful <laughs> music it's always need to breathe <laughs> it's always them
1: you know <laughs> back in the day it was creed
0: <laughs> back in creed now it's need to breathe um yeah, so it for me yeah, it was so strange um uh, you know because like I immediately started thinking of like when we went to SummerSlam uh in 2013. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, Jesus Christ, ring of fire match, <laughs> yeah, baby. And uh, I remember, like, the entire time, we, like, we went to L.A. for a whole week, and so, like, I remember at some point in the middle of the week, me and you would just start like doing like our Bray Wyatt impersonation to piss off Ray. <laughs>
1: They've been lying to you,
0: man. <laughs> uh, you gotta follow the buzzards,
1: man. That was fun. Just like <laughs> he was just such a captivating character. Everything about him, just like screamed like charisma and his matches were good. Like he was so good at everything that he did. Obviously very creative. Um, and there's not a lot of people like him. Um, no. And that's going to be missed in the wrestling world. Um, but yeah, man, it's still, even today, a couple weeks, two, three weeks later, it's still, still can't believe he's gone.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I can't believe it either. Um yeah, no, so yeah, we're just we're gonna miss uh we're gonna miss Bray Wyatt, you know. It was uh you know, it was it was a shock to everybody and you know, it's it's crazy that uh that we'll probably n I don't I don't wanna say never have another person like him because, you know, there's there's probably somebody out there, but you know, I uh, the one thing I also remember too is like that raw I think it was this early this year raw where the undertaker kind of whispered something into his ear and it kind of felt like the passing of the torch basically of like you know uh from like one creative character to another like you know like all right you know the undertaker's dead he's he's finally dead but now you know Bray Wyatt whatever version you're going to create the Fiend, I think, I think they were talking about, like, The Fiend coming back at some point. Like, whatever that is, it's like, you know, it's, it's your turn. It's your time to, to, to kind of create those kinds of stories. And, you know, unfortunately, he, he just didn't get a chance, you know. I think um, for all our crit- – I feel like we had our fair share of criticisms of – I don't want to say The Fiend particularly. I think the presentation – As far as, like, the red lighting, I feel like that was the only criticism we ever had was the red lighting. And I think a lot of fans echoed that same sentiment of the red lighting during his matches that kind of, uh, I don't want to say hurt the matches. But, like, you know, I feel like if you're if you were someone there, you know, it's kind of hard to see with red, like red lighting in general. It's just never good, great lighting and like for like as a photographer, Red lighting is never great for photographs or video, um, you know, anything like that. So it's like I'm sure, like, people there could probably see okay-ish. But, like, for people at home, you know, the whole time I was watching the television, it's like, oh, man, like, this just doesn't – I don't know. My eyes kind of hurt <laughs> from watching. And, uh, yeah.
1: yeah so. I feel like people there – I feel like it could probably be harder for the people there to see, uh, and like, all that red light, like, the match going on on, on – That red light because depending on where you're sitting, it's already dark. And then I don't know. And the thing is, like, I still remember when The Fiend debuted at that SummerSlam a few years back against Finn Balor. That entrance, the presentation was just one of the coolest things I'd ever seen. And that was like really the only match that I remember that The Fiend did not wrestle in red light. Like, it was just a normal match, normal lighting. And I think. That was so much better, obviously. And um, wasn't,
0: it, wasn't Randy Orton versus The Fiend a match at like WrestleMania or something? Yeah, that was, yeah. I don't think that was red light either. I'm pretty sure it was. I have to go back and check, but I'm almost positive. Almost positive that it wasn't.
1: We'll have to go back and look. But well. from what I remember, the one with Finn Balor was the only non-red light match. Um, I guess maybe they wanted to see how it went the first time. Without the red light, um, well, he did have a match with Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson at whatever Rumble it was. It was like a strap match, I think it was also non-red light. Well, uh, uh,
0: wasn't that just Br- Wasn't that just Bray Wyatt?
1: I'm pretty. Sure, I think it was the Fiend.
0: Mm,
1: maybe. But, oh no, uh, I don't remember that. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think the Fiend was a very cool character. They just didn't know how to book him. Yeah. Um, I think right off the bat. Like we all know what happened with Seth Rollins and that Hell in a Cell match. And um from there it was just like down the hill, I feel like. Um they started off good like they do with a lot of things, and then they just ruined they ruined it. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, like the yeah, the presentation was great with like the Firefly funhouse, um and all those like little vignettes that they would post. Um <clears throat> And then when it came to like the theme stuff, like uh, I feel like there was like a better way to present it, almost like a Freddy Krueger type of character. I feel like, um, but I don't know. Like there's 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 so many things they could have done. I don't wanna I don't wanna harp on that, but I think um, you know I think the potential was there, and I think coming back, especially with Triple H, I feel like they could have gotten there to that like sweet spot for the fiend and for Bray Wyatt. But, uh, unfortunately we'll, uh, we'll never know. We'll never know what could have been.
1: Yeah. You know? That's the thing. I, I feel like Bray Wyatt never really got his due. Like he, he won the championship a couple of times, but like he never really got to that level of like main event status. And, you know, there's a couple, like all the WrestleManias, the, WrestleManias that I remember the most he was in was against, you know, Undertaker, John Cena. That first WrestleMania against John Cena, I feel yeah. like he should have won. I feel like he probably should have beaten The Undertaker. There's a lot of arguments that could be made about that. Yeah. Uh, but I just feel like they, like you said, we could they could have done a lot more with him. And um, so, like, I never really watched... I don't think I watched NXT at the time when he was there. So when he debuted on that Raw in 2013 like I didn't really know who he was or what he was about they introduced the Wyatt family and I was just like man this could be this could be something pretty big and uh just from there on out I was just like hooked on his character and uh so I guess that brings me to a question I want to ask you it was like do you have a favorite iteration of Bray Wyatt
0: mm huh it depends depends it depends if you're asking like wrestling wise the best bray wyatt was when it was him with the wyatt family because you know the the six man matches with the shield were probably some of the best matches mm-hmm. um that year and i would say those were the kind of the, those were kind of like the matches that kind of uh, solidified the shield in a way too as as like baby faces too so it's like it was a big that, that whole feud was a really important one um they even had matches with like like new day and the usos and stuff like that so i don't know like it's i would say wrestling wise the wyatt family but then if you're talking like creatively like kind of like ooh i can't wait for next week to see what he does probably like the firefly funhouse Slash The Fiend.
1: You know? Um Yeah. Yeah, those uh, dual characters were pretty cool. Yeah. you didn't know what he was going to be ne- one week. Next week, he was going to be, you know, like you said, The Fiend. One week, he could be the Firefly, Funny, Bray Wyatt, whatever. Yeah. Um But, yeah, you're right. It's hard to choose because they were all great. Um But I think the one I go to the most is probably Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family just because I feel like he made his biggest impact in that group and as you said wrestling wise he put on some of the greatest matches i'd ever seen with the shield and the usos and some of the biggest rivalries he'd ever been in um yeah undertaker cena um but yeah
0: yeah so uh yeah i mean
1: he's gonna be missed and i it's just gonna be people are still mourning i think
0: yeah, you know, it's it sucks, but uh you know, that old adage goes, you know, the show must go on and uh so you know, rest in peace Bray Wyatt, uh Wyndham Rotunda, you know. Uh you know, and so yeah, uh it, you know, all all we can do is just uh send our uh, thoughts and prayers to his family, you mm-hmm. know. Hopefully that they're they're being taken care of by WWE and um yeah, just just that and uh yeah thanks
1: thanks for the memories bray yeah
0: thanks for the memories thanks for uh that fun Summerslam week (laughs) (laughs) you know like i mean those were some of the i feel like those are some of my favorite memories were just that week um i guess like wrestling wise like that week just you know us three you me and ray um tearing it up in la (laughs) you know
1: (laughs) now we might go uh Tear it up in Philadelphia.
0: You know, you yeah, know, get some philly cheesesteaks. <laughs> you know. Um but but yeah, now um yeah, so rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. Uh so Tim, what do you want to talk about? <laughs>
1: um, I guess we should just talk about what happened on SmackDown.
0: What happened? I on think Smackdown? it's the biggest
1: news coming out of the week, I feel like.
0: What what happened on SmackDown?
1: Do you smell it? Can you smell it? I smell something. <laughs> <laughs> well guys it's probably the biggest movie star in the world we all know him as dwayne the rock johnson made a random appearance on smackdown think about that it was a random appearance and a random what was it denver colorado
0: yeah denver or boulder colorado i don't know which one
1: whatever yeah. colorado either He's way in colorado but uh yeah smackdown starts off with uh pat mcafee and austin theory austin theory running down the people as he always does and then out comes the Rock. Yeah, to a very, <laughs> very exciting surprise. Yep, uh, comes out and does what he does best. Lays a smackdown on Austin Theory's candy ass.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Oh man, that was exciting. I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was uh, watching. Um, uh, well, I was driving too. I was driving, and I I got on YouTube real quick just to see what was you know what was the first segment or so for SmackDown. And when I saw The Rock, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, interesting. Because uh, I think a couple hours before that, I had I was watching a clip that uh, Pat McAfee released of uh, an interview that he was going to release on his YouTube channel with The Rock where he was talking about Roman Reigns and WrestleMania 39, which happened in SoFi, and that he and Vince, and I think Nick Khan or, some, or somebody like that, um had met and kind of done like a handshake deal that you know that it would be him and him and roman at wrestlemania and it didn't happen and and so you know he he teased that maybe wrestlemania 40 and i think i'm i'm more excited now for for the wwe because now there's, there's so many elements now going into 2024 uh, especially with the Royal Rumble, so we got the element of The Rock, we got the element of John Cena, we got the element of possibly CM Punk. Um, you know, there's still Cody Rhodes. You know, with 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 Roman Reigns. So like, there's so many things that could happen between now and WrestleMania 40 with Roman Reigns and with The Rock, John Cena, Cody Rhodes, possibly CM Punk. That like, I'm excited. You know, I'm. It's the first time I've been like genuinely excited.
1: <laughs> Dude, one thing's for sure. Cody has to finish this story. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. Um, I feel like this would be one of the biggest missed opportunities not to involve The Rock and Roman Reigns. This whole bloodline story. Like, how can you not get The Rock involved in this? Like, if he's open to doing WrestleMania and he's free, um, like, you got to do it. Like, nothing against Cody. Like, I would be fine if he beat Roman for the, like, Rock and Roman does not need the titles. Like that could just be a one-on-one match, you know, head of the table, whatever. Um, but yeah, you're right, there's so many things that could happen between now and WrestleMania. Um, there's just I would be like I just I want to see Rock versus Roman. I know there's kind of there's people out there who would rather see Cody finish his story, but I mean this has got to be one of the biggest matches and stories that you could have. WrestleMania forty, fortieth anniversary of WrestleMania. It's a pretty big deal. And you gotta have the rock on there. Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's where they gotta go. And you could have it both ways. You still could have Cody dethrone Roman if that's where they're going with it, and then still do Rock and Roman. I don't know how they would do it, but Yeah. Um, you know, there are endless possibilities with that.
0: Yeah. I don't know either. I think um <clears throat> I think there's multiple ways that this can go, Uh, either terribly great or terribly wrong, you know? Uh, So it it, it all depends. So I think Roman versus Brock or Roman versus The Rock um, at WrestleMania 40, I think could happen, like, I think it could happen in the way that, like, (sighs) I think if, if anything were to happen for sure it'd be the Rock losing. I feel like the Rock would lose. Um but I feel like there has to be a a match in between WrestleMania and now where the possibility of the Rock winning is higher than we think. If you know what I'm saying, like I don't know what that match would be, whether it's with Cody, whether it's with um I feel like it has to be with somebody because we don't. At the same time, we don't know who's going to win the Royal Rumble, so that also throws another wrench into it. Mm-hmm. So you know, let's take out John Cena from the factor right now because I think he his his deal right now is only for a couple weeks. Um, and if uh, let's just say the WWE's thinking of sticking with Cody and The Rock, if if either of them don't win the royal rumble it's it, com- it becomes a little tricky because then you know depending on who it is and the title they they kind of go for it. like you're you're looking at three contenders maybe two um you're also looking at the fact that Cody Rhodes kind of implied that maybe this WrestleMania would be the WrestleMania to beat Roman or something and i f- i feel like everybody on the internet feels that way i feel like i feel like the second cody lost at wrestlemania every youtuber every wrestling podcast was like next year's wrestlemania cody's got it <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> he's got it next year and and so it's it's interesting it's definitely interesting it's definitely um uh i don't know how i don't know how they would book it. this is this is a hard one especially if Again, if CM Punk comes back, that's another wrench in that whole thing that you could do. I mean, I th- I still think if they were to bring back CM Punk, bring him back at, at Royal Rumble, you know, maybe he signs with the WWE in November um, and then he shows up, uh, you know, January or whatever it is at the Royal Rumble. But, um, <clears throat> but just in case, but if he does show up in November for Survivor Series, then, you know, you, you have a kind of like a mini feud up until the Royal Rumble with Roman, um, for the universal, uh, undisputed universal title, you know, you can kind of keep the rock and Roman separated a little bit with that, with that rivalry right there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, endless possibilities I feel like. I don't know.
1: I mean going back to Smackdown. Like imagine if that was Roman in the ring and Rock comes out. I mean that's just them two standing in the ring together face to face. That's a holy shit moment. Yeah. And uh like you can't pass that opportunity up, but um I also feel like I was thinking about this. Like Roman could lose the titles before Mania, but I feel like his reign is too important. For him not to be beaten on any other stage other than WrestleMania, because um, then he could ha- he could lose before WrestleMania. He could have no titles. Go just go face the Rock at WrestleMania. But you could do multiple, plenty of things with two nights of WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, and as far as CM Punk goes, I think my scenario for him would be to come back at the Rumble, win it, and I think him and Seth Rollins. Would be a good main event for night one for the world title. Yeah. There's already a story there. Um, if you go back a few years, I know Seth Roll- actually, I think just this past year, Seth Rollins was interviewed about him and he said some pretty nasty things about CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that interview yeah, or not. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. That's, I mean, for me, that's like, I feel like that's why you, you, um, uh, you don't say anything unless someone speaks of you, you know. So like, I feel like Seth, I feel like that Seth Rollins just uh, uh, putting his foot in his mouth.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I feel like you know, if someone were like that, like if someone asked me about someone I don't like or someone that I may not like, I have no idea what their uh, what their status is as far as like friendship goes. But like, I wouldn't be like uh, be like, oh, but yeah, he's a cancer, you know. <laughs> yeah. He's I, I'd be like, oh yeah, I mean, you know, you never know. I just I'd kind of keep it vague kind of keep it close to the chest I wouldn't you know I wouldn't show my cards but uh
1: I mean I do think Seth Rollins is the type of guy that would do business regardless of how he thinks about CM Punk yeah but um like you said as far as the Rumble winner goes I mean they could anybody's a possibility you got LA Knight CM Punk uh Gunther possibly Gunther? um yeah I mean I don't this is one of the, I don't think Cody's gonna win twice two years in a row like I don't no. feel like that's probably a good idea. No, um, but I'm very excited about what's going on in the WWE right now. Lots of things can happen. Um, this they're probably going to make this WrestleMania huge, considering it's you know 40. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I don't know. So are we going? I think we might. This is this, this is this is shaping up to be probably one of the biggest WrestleManias of all time, <laughs> and.
1: I mean, I guess we'll know by what January. We'll know, I don't know. We'll know by January for sure. Wait, if Sam Pound comes back at Survivor Series, we're getting tickets right away. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I mean, at that point, yeah. Um, we, we got to snatch them tickets up before they officially sell
1: out. Yeah, because they're um, going quick already.
0: Yeah, some of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I guess the only thing we'd have to, you know, me and you would have to discuss is are we doing night one or night two or both? Um, Mm, yeah yeah I think about that gotta think about that you know because we don't know what's happening on night one but
1: i feel like if, uh, i know man i don't know that's gonna be
0: i feel like that's the one thing i hate about wrestlemania now is that you know there's two nights so so if like if you don't go to night one you feel like you missed out and you know if you don't go to night two you feel like you missed out you know
1: Right, because if you go to night one, what are you going to do the next? We're going to have to what? Fly home the next day, yeah, and, like yeah. watch the second night at home. Yeah, so it's like,
0: you know, we have to uh, <clears throat> make our uh, decision. You know, do we do two nights? Do we do one night? Um, you know,
1: are Nate and Lauren doing two nights?
0: I have no idea. I don't even know if they have their tickets yet. So it'll be interesting. I'm sure they'll probably get like the cheapest ones.
1: Yeah, I feel like we. Well, we can talk about it later but yeah
0: yeah um <clears throat> but um you know speaking of cm punk uh he made some uh he made some comments um at a i think a ufc affiliated um uh pay-per-view or something uh i think last week or this week i have no idea when this happened I think it was last friday or
1: this friday After, I, don't I think know. it was i mean it was sometime this past week because yeah it was a couple of days
0: ago yeah. But uh you know basically the quote is uh <clears throat> the quote basically is that you know you know that he's got some free time until you know for like about 2 months you know and in about 2 months Survivor Series in uh Chicago um so what are the odds of him going back to WWE Well okay we'll do this. What are the odds of him going back to WWE in general? And then what are the odds of him coming back at either Survivor Series? Or the rumble um i'll go first <laughs> go ahead <laughs> i'll go first after you uh, uh, i think uh the probability of him coming back to wwe is about ninety ninety five percent, almost positive um he has a good working relationship with uh endeavor essentially yeah, that's essentially what it is endeavor because he's you know he's worked with ufc and he's working with like their affiliate you know kind of uh Smaller league doing commentary, so you know they have a they have a pretty good working relationship that there, and I think with with uh, TKO, the new uh, I guess I don't know if it's Holdings or firm or or a company that's in control of WWE and UFC. I'm pretty sure they'll have more input on who they hire, uh, possibly storylines, possibly. What they want to see at WrestleMania, what they think will be more money, you know I think with Vince and Triple H being in the minority of the shares and the and not officially owning their company now they're I think they're in like in the forty nine percent I think they own that much of it or something like that, or the sh- stocks or shares I don't know how it works, but they don't own the majority anymore, so I'm assuming that whereas they used to kind of book for storylines and stuff like that. I think this new company, this new merger is going to start booking kind of for the either the star power and the box office, which makes sense because that's kind of how you do UFC. Is, is a lot of it is box office attraction. A lot of it is who are the best fighters right now? Who are the best in their you know, um either in their league and their weight in their weight level, weight class, whatever. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how this merger starts affecting booking, starts affecting contracts, especially renewing contracts, and then also who they bring in. Um, I think now more than ever, I think The Rock, Brock, and CM Punk are going to get some pretty sweet deals, especially, uh, especially Brock and Punk, since they have worked with UFC. And then The Rock, obviously, is the biggest star in the world. <clears throat> and they're like, oh, this is our chance to work with The Rock. And this is our chance to kind of be in business with him. Yeah, of course, we're going to probably pay him tons of money. So it's 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 a win-win-win for all those guys. Um, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they book it. Um, I think CM Punk coming back at Survivor Series, I, it's a 50-50 for me. Uh, he either he either they either tease it with like a little like you know like an x at the end like there'll be like an x on the screen and at that point people just have to assume who 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 it, who it is um or they sign him in november or they finalize the deal in november and he comes back at the royal rumble which i think is more likely and i feel like that is more like a 75% chance that he comes back at the Rumble.
1: I'm, I 100% agree with you because I feel like him coming back in Chicago would be too obvious. Um, like you said, maybe they had like a sit-down while they're you know, in Chicago for Survivor Series, and they waited out a couple more months until the Rumble. I feel like the Rumble, it would be a bigger impact at the Rumble, and um, I feel it would make more sense. 10-year anniversary. Yeah. Um, who's to say if he wins it or not? I don't know. But um, I feel like Chicago, maybe maybe he requests to come back in Chicago. I don't know. Maybe I don't know if that would be um, something that they would try to hash out or whatever. Um, but either way, there's a very high probability that CM Punk's coming back to WWE and I'm very excited about it. Yeah,
0: me too. I'm I'm very excited about it as well. I think I mean, so I mean, I mean this kind of perfectly transitions into like you know, AEW and their uh mm I don't want to say their fall because I don't want to I don't want to be too bleak, but you know, with with recent reports and recent kind of like things going viral of like, like half empty arenas um, of uh, just watching some of the shows like matches and seeing like the lighting that you can tell like the lighting is lit or or not lit so that you can't see above certain levels. So you can't see it, whether or not it's empty. I think, you know, it's interesting that, that's been kind of declining when the second CM Punk got fired. I don't want to say it's because of CM Punk, but it's interesting to see that that decline started to become a little bit more noticeable when CM Punk was gone. And I don't want to say that he was their only like ratings um, and profit guy, but I feel like he was the only star there that was like a, Big enough name that can hold over people and be like, okay, if Punk's here, you know, we'll, we'll watch. We'll, we'll give it a shot. Now that he's not there, I don't know what happened to those fans. You know, ratings for Collision have gone down. Um, ratings for Dynamite have kind of gone down. Ticket sales for Dynamite and Collision have gone down dramatically. Um,
1: well, yeah, look at Grand Slam this coming week like the last couple of years they've sold out pretty quickly yeah and now all of a sudden this year like they they're still trying to sell they're st- still trying to sell tickets yeah and it's just not it's not looking good for them right now
0: yeah and i think the problem with that is is and we can get into the Jake cargill of it all is that You have people in AEW who could be top stars, who could be your, you know, main attractions, um, and they haven't capitalized on it. You know, Jade Cargill is one that I think had you used her right, or had they presented her in in a in a really, you know, in a in a more of like she's the attraction type of way you you get more interest for people to come to the shows you get more interest uh from casual fans um you know because that's just, i mean i don't know i don't want to say that's how you run a business but i feel like that's that's just how you market your stars you know you kind of want them to become the as big as possible and i think the only person who has managed to do that is MJF and you know i'm sorry but it's like you can't just have one guy I think that's the problem with AEW is that they haven't capitalized on that young talent that they have that could be big stars, that could be main eventing, that could be on that exact same level as uh, MJF. They just haven't capitalized on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I still think Ricky Starks, that's, that's someone that I think, give him the mic every week. Have him on Dynamite, Collision, whatever. Like, have him just just have him everywhere and kind of overexpose him a little bit just so that fans can either you know get sick get so sick of him that they boo him a lot or or something just
1: just do something with him um which I think I think they're doing that yeah. with him on collision at least he's he's pretty well featured on collision you know he's in per, he's in the main event scene basically with uh, Brian Danielson um I think he's going to be I still think he's going to be a big star <laughs> And he already kind of is, but I think he's going to be a future champion um, within the next year, maybe even less than that. Um, but I see big things for him. Um, but yeah, going back to uh, Jade Cargill, like, I feel like other than Britt Baker, she was like the biggest star in the women's division. And the last few months, like she was gone for a few months after she lost the uh, TBS title. Yeah, and then came back for that one match rec- this past week with Chris Statlander, um, and there was a video online, and I think they actually showed it on air, if I'm not mistaken, of her and Chris hugging because they know she's gone. And I don't know. You want to go ahead and get into that, Jade Cargill?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, the rumors are is that she's going to WWE, and you know, a lot of people, um from like the Booker T's and like random podcasts like you and I. Like a lot of people have been speculating like is this a big loss for AEW? And I think so. I feel like I feel like she had the potential to be a huge star. Probably one of the biggest stars that they have in that women's division. I just feel like the women's division hasn't been exciting, hasn't been well Produced, I think. There's, I mean, I'll say this as m- as as m- as middling or as okay as the Trish Becky storyline was. At least there was a storyline, so that you can at least follow. I don't, f- I don't know what the, w- w- I don't know if there's any real storyline right now going on in the women's division on AEW like I feel like they could have started something with the Tony Storm of it all and her and her hitting Seria's mom and they're kind of hinting at it a little bit but like they're not doing they're not doing enough either segments or vignettes or stuff like that to kind of keep perpetuating that story um same with Britt Baker and you know have her do something don't just don't just kind of have her wrestling in random matches and and expect people to just keep liking her. Eventually, her star power is going to go down a little bit. You have to feature everybody in some kind of storyline. I don't know what, but just feature them in an actual storyline, not just matches. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's, it's, um, it's frustrating to see whenever you see like all the talent that they have, and for as much of an alternative as they want it to be. They're kind of they're making WWE mistakes. That's in my opinion. They're, I feel like they're making, you know, like mid two thousand tens WWE mistakes, and that you know they're just having random matches uh, for the women
1: that there is no storyline. Speaking of Britt Baker, I feel like her star power has already like kind of gone down a little bit. The last little while, because I don't know if it's just the attendance or what, but like her reactions, I can tell are not as big as they used to be. And, and like you said, it's probably because she's not being featured as much anymore and all these other women are being featured, but there's really no like real story going on. It's, it's not just with the women, it's with everybody in that company other than the MJF stuff. Like I'm not interested in anything else because nobody has a like an actual story. And uh, also, as of the latest rumor today, is that Jay Cargill's going to the Performance Center this week. Mm. So was to say if that's true. That's just the latest rumor I saw today. So we'll see. I don't know if she should. Do you think she's somebody who should go through NXT first, or just straight to the main roster? Main roster. I feel like she's too big of a star to.
0: Yeah, yeah. No offense to anybody in, in NXT, but like, I feel like if she goes to NXT, she becomes the focal point. And not only does she become the focal point, but I also feel like um, there's not a whole lot you can learn from the people there, by people I mean, like, the other superstars. There's not a, you you know, you can have okay matches, you can have great matches, but I feel like the presentation of Jade Cargill is, is that of a main roster. Her presentation is something like, I don't know, it feels like, I feel like they need something in the main roster right now to kind of inject a little bit of something into that women's division, too, because I feel like even WWE right now, the women's, um division doesn't have any strong storylines right now you know um
1: could you imagine jade cargill versus rhea ripley that's like a main event that's a wrestlemania match that
0: is me. a WrestleMania match yeah that's <clears throat> if it's done correctly if it's built up correctly that's a main event wrestlemania main event match that's uh
1: you know that, that that could be an opening match at wrestlemania that's how big it is um now with becky becky is the new nxt women's champion so if they were to have Jade go through NXT first, that could also be a big match there.
0: That could NXT. be interesting, you know? Maybe she beats Becky for the NXT title. I don't know. That's, I feel like as soon as you sign her, I don't know if she's signed with WWE yet, but like the second you sign her, I feel like you have to immediately feature her like the next the next week that she, you know, that you have NXT. You like to immediately have to introduce her. To the crowd, um, because yeah, she just has that star quality, and I think you you can't let it you can 't squander it, especially right now, that she's kind of the talk of everybody right now, especially with her jumping ship um, i don 't know like it's it's uh it's it could it could backfire too it could you know they could end up having her and they don't know what to do with her, and, and it's you know it's just one of those kind of roll the dice. Sometimes creative has something good for you. Sometimes creative
1: <laughs> fumbles. It, it happens a lot. Sometimes they bring big stars in, and they don't know what to do with them. We've seen it with NXT stars coming up to the main roster. Yeah, they don't know what to do with half of them. Yep, and it's sad because they were big stars in NXT. You know, think I think back to the uh, golden era of NXT, the black and gold. You know, with Adam Cole, Finn Balor, and. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, all those guys, and for a while they didn't know what to do with those guys when they came up to the main roster. I mean, yeah, you could think, you know, Kevin Owens was immediately featured, and he, I feel like he's been featured as a uh, on the main roster ever since, not always well, um, but like Finn Balor, now now Finn Balor is where he should be as opposed to when he first came on because he was. He was on a feud with Seth Rollins for the Universal Title, like immediately. Then he got injured, and everything changed for him at that point. But, um, but you got to do something with Jade. Like she's got star written all over her. Just she's somebody they should not drop the ball with.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, uh, you know, especially yeah, especially now that, um, you know, she'll be. I feel like she's the lit the litmus test for whether or not more AEW people are going to be jumping up ship to wwe um is how you know they'll they're going to have to see how wwe handles them or how handles her so it's it's uh it's a it's a big deal for wwe to not uh fuck it up <laughs> you know because on one hand if they fuck it up you know Maybe some people don't jump ship to WWE. It maybe also shows that they don't really know what to do. Um, and, and, again, also, if they don't fuck it up and they're successful with her, a lot of those AEW stars, once their contracts start uh, expiring, you know, they're going to they're gonna start, you know, thinking about really hard, ho- thinking really hard about, you know, possibly jumping ship. And I'm not saying they should. I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm just saying that It's a stronger possibility now than it has been before, you know?
1: So, I don't know. you, I don't know if... So, I mean, I know Cody was a WWE guy before AEW was a thing. But he helped create AEW as an alternative to WWE. Came back to WWE. And we've seen how he's been featured ever since. But since Jade is, like, homegrown AEW, I don't know if that makes a difference or not. Like, I don't know what your opinion is on that. If maybe they would treat Jade the same as they would treat, as they're treating Cody right now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, I mean, there's a reason why they're probably sending her to NXT first. And it's to see what her, um, how, just how she moves in the ring, how she wrestles, you know, they might have to retrain her, you know, um, to kind of wrestle the WWE style. I mean, I feel like she already kind of wrestled a WWE style. Um, And I feel like she's just better fit it for for like the WWE, you know? She's better suited for WWE. Um, You know, I think... I think... uh, I think there was always going to be a limit for her in, in AEW, especially with, you know, she's... How do I say this respectfully? Um, she seems more like, uh, like a WWE superstar than she ever seemed like a pro wrestler, you know? Something yeah, something about her just red star quality. Like, this person is a superstar. Like, this isn't just a wrestler. This is like, I don't know. Like, I, I could see her in movies. I could see her walking red carpets. I could see her doing all this stuff. Like, it's, you know, and I can't say that about everybody in AEW, you know? Uh, very few people. So it's... And, like, again, MJF. I can see him walking red carpets. I can, he's in the movie with Zac Efron uh, about the Von Eriks that's supposed to be coming out, like, I think, this year or next year. So it's like, again, the second that movie comes out, they better start capitalizing the fact that MJF is in it. Um, but, like, it's, it's so important right now for them to start... And when I say them, I mean AEW. Start creating stars because... <laughs> They're they're not in the greatest place right now, and I feel like I feel like they're making not only were they ma- are they making like mid two thousand tens like WWE mistakes. I feel like they're making WCW mistakes too, as far as like signing either too many people or too many older talent. I feel like I feel like if you're gonna invest in, I, I feel like if you're if you're If you're investing in the long-term success of AEW, you have to get those young stars over. You have to start creating more stars than just MJF. So, you know, like, you got to focus on Ricky Starks. You got to focus on who's another young talent. Orange Um, Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. Hook. Hook. I would say Hook. More than Orange Cassidy, I would probably say Hook because he's younger. He may not look it, but Orange Cassidy is up there in age. Um you know, focusing on hook, especially too yeah hook looks like uh like uh like a like a teen idol sensation like mm. capitalize on that th- on on the look you know here's here's something you can you can do with hook here I'll give you a tagline a w you can use it if you want to or not. you probably won't because you don't, won't listen to this podcast and you probably should listen to it but you know here's a, here's a tagline for hook the
1: look <laughs> honestly, when he first debuted. When I saw him I was like man this guy kind of looks like a douche <laughs> but yeah. he does he doesn't cut a lot of promos and he's very like cool and laid back and like chill so like after a while like when he first after some having some matches and whatever like I kind of like everybody else we, I was kind of like man this guy's got something he's pretty cool um but yeah they need to do some some more with him and um, yeah I also feel like the Collision shows not really doing much as far as like having a second show to feature more uh, people, because now that CM Punk's gone, everybody's kind of going in between shows, like floating back and forth, and they're f- almost featuring the same people on Dynamite on Collision now. So it's almost like you're watching the same show, but I don't know. They need to change something because it's really it's obviously not working.
0: Yeah. No,
1: I agree. I feel like
0: um <clears throat> I feel like yeah, that's probably where they need to start focusing is differentiating collision from dynamite, uh especially with Punk being gone and I think they need to I feel like they need to start I don't know. I feel like they need to have a separate booker or something for that. Like it's not Tony Khan. Like it shouldn't be Tony Khan. Um you know, there's just... I don't know. There's there's a lot that I could say. And I don't want to rip into AEW because it's still young. But, like, you know, like, I feel like they're not... I feel like they, um... Ah, man. How do I... It's one of those things where I want to be respectful. But I also want to tell the truth. Uh, <clears throat> um, you have to... I feel like they need to start thinking big picture. I feel like Tony Khan is not thinking big picture. I feel like he's thinking... Kind of like how a, uh, like, and this is no disrespect to indie promoters, but, like, he's kind of thinking like an indie booker. And I feel like there's some some independent promotions that think big picture. He's thinking like one of those that, you know, is only interested in, he's only interested in seeing dream matches as an, you know, Look, you, you can have your dream matches, but I feel like you also have to focus on the growth of not only the company but the growth of the talent. Making sure that when guys like Brian, guys like John Moxley, guys like possibly Christian Cage or Edge or or you know possibly because you know Edge is, is another name that keeps being you know floated around as possibly going to AEW, but even he doesn't have that much longer in his career. You know, for being honest with ourselves. When those guys are gone, essentially retired from wrestling, it's like, who, who do you have in your company that's going to be able to kind of, you know, hold AEW up? Chris Jericho, that's another one. Like, you know, he's, he's getting up there in age. And, you know, it's starting to show a little bit, but, you know, he's still got a couple more years. But it's like, I hope that this match with Sammy Guevara catapults sammy as far as like becoming a singles uh wrestler and possibly starting to get up there into the main event because as of late like they haven't done much with sammy and he should have been i feel like a main eventing you know pay-per-views by now he should be in the world title run or in the you know in the world title picture he should be i don't know he just should be doing more he should be focused more uh featured more and that's just you know that's just lack of I don't know that's just a lack of structure that's a lack of uh, of, of, of I don't know what it is you know all the only person who knows is Tony Khan you know
1: what does he know <laughs>
0: yeah what does he know yeah Sammy yeah. Guevara
1: is another name we didn't really mention earlier as far as uh, guys that need to be featured more and focused on yeah. so yeah I totally agree and I hope I think Chris Jericho is going to help with that. And I think that's why they're having this match um, this coming Wednesday on at Grand Slam. Um, I think it will elevate Sammy. Um, yeah, I just don't. I'm, I was also I was under the impression that Brian Danielson was kind of taking CM Punk's spot on Collision as far as helping with the show, booking it, sort of. Um, and if that's the case, then I mean they should be in better hands. Not I wouldn't say better hands. Not that it wasn't when punk was there, but Brian Danielson's a very smart guy, very respected. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe they just haven't found the groove of it yet. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. With collision.
0: I mean, it's going to take time. It's going to take time for them to find their footing. Um, but you know, they also, it's going to take time, but also the, 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 time is not on their side, you know, ratings are going down, Ticket sales are going down. It's like you gotta, you gotta start producing, you know. And they, I don't know, they're 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 on the cusp of, of I don't know, I don't know what, the,
1: <sighs> getting the yeah <laughs> getting their plug pulled. I don't
0: know. maybe I don't know. It depends. Like it 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 all has to do with with ratings. He, okay, so here's the thing. It depends on these. There, there's three factors ratings are what is going to get you more money from Warner Brothers uh Discovery I think that's the parent company that owns TBS and all that shit um <clears throat> and you know and if your ratings aren't great and ticket sales for 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 the tours aren't going great then I th- you know y- y- you don't have any leverage for having either streaming and for doing streaming on pay per view on on the, I think it's Max, yeah Max, um, that's their that's uh, Warner Brothers uh, streaming service. They don't have any leverage to ask for more money, you know. And Tony Khan can only throw in so much of his own money too, before he starts, you know, noticing that he's not making a profit, you know. And it's going to kill them. You know, it's going to, you know, eventually, essentially, you know, uh, Tony's going to have to implement a strategy that only one of our friends knows. And (laughs) let's go big or go home.
1: (laughs) 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 That's the other thing, too. Apparently, there's talk of them going to 12 pay-per-views a year now. Yeah. Which I kind of liked the format that they're doing now. Only like, what, three, four pay-per-views a year. Because it made it seem like the story, the stories and the matches, when it came to those pay per views, meant a lot more. Because like WWE does a lot throughout the year, yeah, and um, <clears throat> I don't know. I just it's a little too much for me. So I guess we'll see if that changes anything. And also too, it's sad because like when we went to our first, when AW first became a thing, we were really excited because there's something other than WWE that we can watch. And I think at the time, like w- WWE was kind of like, eh, wasn't really into like what they were doing at the time. No. And then after we went for, to our first AEW show, we were both like, man, this is fun as shit. And we couldn't wait to go to the next one, which we did earlier this year. And I always thought that it was a little more fun than WWE shows. I and mean, we hadn't been to a WWE show in a while, but...
0: I guess we'll find that in a couple weeks. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's just sad seeing the uh, attendance like dying, and like I want them to succeed, and I want everybody in that company to succeed. So yeah, I guess we'll see if they can make a change.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think um, I yeah, like I like you said, like I want to see everybody succeed, but I also think that there are certain things. Preventing certain places from succeeding, you know, and if you don't address those, if you don't um, manage those, then you're not going to succeed. You're gonna you're gonna end up becoming a meme. You're gonna end up becoming, you know, possibly WCW. Who knows? Like it's 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 a scary thought, but it could happen. And you know, it's it's on them right now to kind of make those decisions right now. Before it's too late, you know, and as far as like the twelve pay per views a year, I mean they already have seven. So it's the four. It's 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 uh new I think it's what is it? Revolution? Um
1: Revolution Revolution, Double or Nothing. Double or nothing, Forbidden Door, Forbidden Door,
0: uh All In, All
1: all all out, Out Full Gear. Full Gear and Wrestle Dream. So is that gonna be a normal thing now too? So that's seven right
0: now. So they're thinking of adding five more. I don't know. I think the seven are great. I just think they need to spread them out. So you can't be having all in and all out back to back. You know, like, uh, I'm sorry, Tony, but uh, (laughs) that whole idea is stupid. (laughs) Dummy. Yeah. (laughs) Let me talk to you. (laughs) Let me talk to you. It's a stupid idea. (laughs) I think it is stupid, generally speaking, you know, because, again, you're asking people who aren't going to these shows to pay. Uh, how much is uh How much? How much do you pay for for uh, a w paper? I think it's like sixty bucks. Fifty,
1: sixty bucks, something 50, like 60 that. Sixty
0: bucks. Uh, so like a hundred, 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 twenty bucks uh, in a week. You know, uh, psh, you know, fucking.
1: That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no, no, no,
0: No, no. <laughs> no i don't uh I don't think so bud uh so yeah i mean especially with with the especially with with the fact that they don't have a streaming deal right now, so it's like you know you're asking you're gonna be asking a lot from people to do that first in general- like just in general um and I don't know like I just don't know what what, what the headspace is I don't know what their train of thought is as far as doing that. But like, like I know personally, I won't be paying <laughs> to be to you know. I think that's what we've been going to Nate's house. <laughs> it's like oh, I don't I don't. I don't feel like paying.
1: Or we just go to the the movie theater and pay what twenty thirty bucks.
0: Yeah, thirty bucks. Even then, it's like I I can maybe do that once. You know, I'm trying to save up money here. Yeah, you know, WrestleMania. <laughs>
1: so you basically have
0: to choose: do you want all in or all out? Yeah, basically, and. uh Yeah, I mean, also, we'll have to see what happens with All-In next year because if if attendance is going down,
1: I don't know, you know. Also, there's that thing, I don't know if you know about it, but the the attendance that they said they had was not really what they had. It was like the actual attendance was like 72,000 or something like that. Um, I forget how they, what they said about it, but I don't know. There's a big question mark on what the attendance actually was at All-In now. So who knows? Yeah,
0: I mean I don't know. I mean from the wide shots that they showed, it looked like it was pretty full. Obviously there were certain sections that were blacked off, I don't know why. Um but you know uh but for the most part it looked it looked full. So I don't know. I I don't know I don't know if they're talking about like seventy two thousand tickets sold or what. I have no idea, honestly. Um but I guess we'll have to wait and see, but I, mean, I don't want, I'm not going to jump on that just yet, you know, cause I, we don't officially, officially know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's just not looking great, you know, for AEW. And, uh, I think, um, only person you can kind of blame is, is Tony Khan, you know, at the end of the day, the head boss, you know, y- y- you know, whenever you're praising him, You also got to look at him whenever shit goes bad. Shit goes sideways. Same as we always did with Vince McMahon. Whenever Mm. shit's going right, we're like, all right, Vince. Finally, or, you know, listen or something. Triple H, all right. But when shit's going bad...
1: (laughs) God damn it, Vince. Come on, Vince.
0: Trips, what are you doing? What are you doing back here, Trips, you know better. Come on.
1: I thought he was your (laughs) father-in-law. Trips, I thought you were turning the ship around. You know? Yeah. (laughs) You're heading straight for the iceberg.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it's... We got to, you know... I think, yeah, I don't know. I I think that's for me right now. That's, uh, that's going to be the tipping point for AEW is whether or not Tony Khan himself realizes that he himself is kind of holding the company back without with, with not having big picture ideas, not having the foresight of like, Hey, are we're not utilizing our younger stars the way we should like, as much shit as people want to give CM Punk, he was working with a lot of young stars. Uh, he, he was, yeah, like, just look at the track record, Darby Allin, Ricky Starks, uh, the, you know, Bully Club Gold, all of those are young stars. You know who else? Um, I think he worked with like Powerhouse Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs, Wardlow, was, Wardlow, um, MJF, MJF. It's like he, he as much as you, um, as much as people want to talk shit about him, he at least he was trying to get these people over. At least he was trying to work with with them in programs where he could kind of showcase them and show them off and have them be a prominent, you know feature on whether it was collision or dynamite you know before collision um and ricky starks was that guy i feel like ricky starks was one of his guys that he's like okay i see something in him we should focus all of our attention we should focus all of our energy on, on on ricky starks becoming the next you know the next superstar the next big uh name to come out of aw
1: and, and he did that. He he put Ricky over huge. He won that uh that what was it? The uh Owen Hart uh yeah. tournament or whatever by beating CM Punk. Yeah. Um So yeah, I I, I feel I still feel like they're going to do that. They're going to stay on the road with Ricky Starks. I just it's just going to probably take a few more detours, <laughs> I guess.
0: <laughs> Maybe Who knows. I don't know. Who knows, dude. But like it's it's just interesting to see Collision now because you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where they go with them, especially with Bully Club Gold, because they were featured a lot on Collision uh, when Punk was there. Again, he was featuring a lot of young guys. He was you know he was making as far as like just the talent that he was working with it was a lot of younger talent. Um, so it I don't know it's going to be interesting to see what. Uh, what all happens you know with with collision especially collision because i think collision is probably the one that's doing the worst ratings right now especially with saturday especially mm-hmm. with college football you know it's like you're going to you're going to start losing some uh, some viewers uh it, it'll be interesting to see what happens but you know like like you said i just want to see people succeed and that's it like i just want to see people succeed and 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 prosper and you know just stay
1: out of drama, <laughs> uh that'll be tough for them, yeah, <laughs> well, that's the other thing too with collision when they when they were trying to make punk the face of that show, hoping to get more viewers on Saturday nights, now that punk's gone it's I think it's clearly showing, yeah that you know everything the the ratings the the attendance is just it's all going down, and just not good, yeah, I mean. That's the thing too. It's like
0: you have like again when we talk about stories, it's like what are people coming back for? So if you're going to go to something, you always want to come back to it because of the story. Matches are great, you know, matches will always kind of get you there, but at the end of the day, it's not going to be enough to get people through the door, especially people who are casual fans, especially people who may not even know about AEW, that you could be bringing in. You know, you got to pull them in with story, you know, especially so the, like the thing with MJF and Adam Cole, which is great because then you send those things out, you know, and bite size and reels and stuff like that on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. And it's like, you, you know, people start watching. And I'm like, huh, this is kind of funny. I, I think I'd want to go see these guys. Uh-huh. That, you know, that MJF guy. What an asshole. Mm-hmm. I think I'd want to go boo him live or something like you, you got to give people a reason to want to go. That aren't wrestling fans or that aren't big into wrestling than the matches you know like me and you we know a lot of people there that we'd love to see wrestle you know but i think the storylines is what would make us want to go even more you know like like and, and and so that's the thing too like whenever we're talking about wrestlemania we're not talking about wrestlemania as far as like what, what are the ma- we're not talking about what the matches are going to be. We're, we're getting excited because of the possibility of the storylines that could be leading up to WrestleMania. Exactly. It's all about the storylines, and I hate to say that. As again, not, I don't want to sound insensitive or want to sound pretentious about it, but storylines the storylines will always get people in through that door. It's always worked, you know? So I think, they, that's, I think that's the one big hindrance that they have right now, AEW, is they're just not that strong at building storylines. Or if they are, they always stop and go, stop and go, stop and go.
1: Right. I was about to say, too, like, a good story has a great uh, beginning, middle, and end. I'm not saying all WWE stories are that way. Like, even with the Bloodline story, there's some stuff that, like, we haven't agreed with. But overall, it's still been, a, like, a really good, probably one of the best stories that I've ever told and with AEW like you just said they'll start a story maybe go a week or two with it stop and then that like i i immediately think to the uh Keith Lee Swerve Strickland stuff like they started that but they never finished it like they never had a match they never went anywhere with it and it's like what the hell like it could have been a, some pretty good stuff um but yeah like storytelling is so so important like that's what draws us as fans to the shows, to watch it on TV, whatever, like you're invested in what's going on. Yeah. And you can't be invested in a story, like when there's no story. I'm like, sure, you can watch the match and the match will be good, like you just said, but like there has to be a story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, <clears throat> it's going to be interesting to see uh, where, where, where AEW is by the time WrestleMania rolls around. You know, to see whether or not they've gone up or if they're still the same or they've gone lower. I don't know. You know, again, I want everybody to succeed. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but I mean, it will, time will tell. Time will tell where they end up and if it's in a good place or a bad place. I don't have no
1: idea, but hopefully it's in a good place. I'd say a couple years ago, maybe even a year ago before the, uh, The brawl out, I would say AEW was probably the place to be. But now, now I say WWE is the place to be, you know?
0: Yeah, that's that's (laughs) kind of crazy to say, (laughs) you know? That's kind of crazy to say. But, yeah, I think think either WWE is the place to be or just being an indie wrestler right now, like an independent wrestler, you know? Look at Matt Cardona, you know? Good old Zack Ryder, <laughs> you know, woo 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 woo, woo. Uh, You know, just kind of doing his thing, and and you know, he's making a lot of money. He's, you know, he's getting to travel the world. He's he's making all these shows. He's he's got his own. You know, but again, that's a lot of work. Podcasting. Uh, you know, he does podcasting. He does um, toy. I think he, I think he like has like a toy company. So it's like it's a lot of work, but it can be done. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It, it just I guess we'll find out. In the near future. What 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 the what the cards hold for AEW.
1: Dude's things should be so different a year from now. Like, who knows what the fuck's gonna happen? Who knows?
0: All right. Well guys, uh right now we're gonna be heading over to the wrestling overtime. So uh stick around and by stick around I mean wait till Friday. Listen in, tune in on Friday for the wrestling overtime where we're gonna be talking about uh what kind of storyline they should book CM Punk in when he comes back when air quotes when or if he comes back WWE. Uh you know, uh I will talk about personally the the rise of Gunther and Chad Gable, which has been honestly the thing I've been tuning into the most on Raw. Uh besides uh besides Dominic Mysterio stuff. <laughs> like, Dom Dom. Anytime I see uh Dominic in a thumbnail I'm like, okay, I gotta see what this idiot says. He's the real he's the real star. He's the real star. I love this idiot, you know, he's our idiot. Mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, he's so great. He's so dude. Dude, who would have known like when he first got his start? Save it. Save
0: it for Wrestling Overtime. I'll save it. I'll save it. Wrestling Overtime, guys. If you want to know our opinions on this shit, Wrestling
1: Overtime. I just gave a little tease.
0: Gave us a little tease. We'll see you there.